Well, good afternoon from the Sierra Nevada mountains. It's been a little while since I've been on here with you guys. I do apologize for our delay, uh, but happy 2020 uh, in our first episode of the 2020 season. Today, we will be discussing waterfalls and Yosemite National Park, uh, as well as the Lake Tahoe region. We'll also be talking about the JMT and the permit process and frustration with denial emails. Uh, and just there was some random potpourri about the uh, uh, life and week we've experienced uh, with uh, the, the loss of Kobe Bryant and uh, the other eight individuals, including his daughter, on the helicopter crash out of Los Angeles. We'll be sharing a little bit about that today and really more so how it's uh, helped me regain some focus for 2020 and um, we'll go about that. So welcome to the channel. I'm glad you're joining us today. If you don't know, uh, first time being here, we're welcome. Uh, Sierra Rec now is a uh, part of the Sierra Rec magazine.com, uh, website where we cover, uh, hiking and outdoor recreation from Lassen volcanic national park to the North down through Lake Tahoe region into Yosemite and on into Sequoia, Death Valley, uh, all of Highway 3, 395 corridor along the Sierra Mountain Range. Uh, we do try to cover the best we can. My name is Charlie Pankey, and I'm coming to you from our home office in the Carson Valley as we look out on this beautiful blue sky today as we see the Heavenly Ski Resort and the Lake Tahoe Basin above us. Uh, we are in the Carson Valley getting ready for eagle and ag uh, season here in the valley where the bald eagles come to town. They chase off some of those falcons that are here all year long, and they uh, they feast uh, in the valley during this uh, period of time. We've uh, got reports of bald eagles along the highway today, and uh, the photographers will be showing up in droves every day looking for the perfect shot of the bald eagles here in the Carson Valley. So that's where we're coming from today, and we welcome you to our channel. We will, uh, throughout the year, be sharing uh, recreational tips, places to go, our favorite places in the Sierra that we explore, helping you uh, hopefully find the next place for you to go explore, enjoy your time in nature um, and along the way. We do love audience participation. We'll be having some guests this year. My wife will be joining us for some episodes and uh, looking forward to hearing what you want to hear about and places you want to go. So feel free to send us a note uh, at sierrarecmagazine.com. You, you can check the website out. Or uh, even at info at sierrarecmagazine.com. Uh, send us in a note or reply to this uh, this uh, podcast wherever you're at today. So drive safe wherever you're at. And uh, without further ado, so today uh, I was uh, what got me motivated was uh, a, a post uh, on Instagram by one of my favorite uh, follows, uh, Get Hiking with Brooke. Uh, she is a just an individual up here that loves to get out and explore. She does some great pictures in the area, but she asked a question today. What were your favorite waterfalls? And uh, in her post, she mentioned that we may not see huge waterfalls this year because the snowpack just has not reached those levels that we would hope to see. Matter of fact, being in the Tahoe Basin and living in a country where snow is crucial to our winter, uh, it has been kind of dismal season. We had a nice December start, and then we've had nothing. Matter of fact, Almost seems like almost no snow in January, which is probably a lie, but I just saw a 15 day forecast and we barely have any snow in the forecast at all, uh, like a 10% chance, like in two different days. 
in end of February in January, February, if you don't know in the Tahoe Basin is when they get all their snow uh, regularly into March sometimes. And last year we did have a lot of late season snowfall, but right now it doesn't look all that great. And so we're not sure what ski season is going to look for us over the long term, but it's definitely going to affect waterfalls. And typically I do one trip a year to Yosemite Valley to see the waterfalls. And I may not go this year because quite frankly, they won't be as big as last year. And last year's were epic, epic. Um, so it might be a year to go find other waterfalls that are just as beautiful. And and I, just to be honest with you, I'm kind of a, a waterfall geek. Uh, you you probably put me on a, a stream in a open forest and the waterfalls four feet off a rock. And I think this is the most beautiful place in the world. So forgive my enthusiasm, I guess, as I as I tell you about my favorite waterfalls and and where you can see them. Um, what I had told Brooke is I'm actually planning as soon as Tioga Pass opens a trip into Yosemite to go back down the Glen Allen trail out of Twilly Meadows and follow the Twilly River down. And if you've never been on this trail, you go down about, uh, I guess roughly about six miles and probably maybe not quite that long, maybe it's five miles uh, till you get your first uh, set of cascades. The water starts cascading down the Canyon into towards the uh, grand Canyon of uh, Yosemite. And the first waterfall you come to is Tuolumne, uh, falls, uh, and it's just this gorgeous plunge, if you will. Uh, probably plunges maybe 50, 50 feet, maybe. I, I don't, maybe it's longer than that. Um, but it's got a lot of power to it. It's got the second tier that it lands on and then burst out. And you, you can get right down on a rock, almost right below the waterfall. And just a great waterfall. Uh, proceed on down, probably not even under a mile. And you got the White Cascade, which you know, fills into the uh, swimming hole right there at Glen Allen Camp. And I say swimming hole liberally because it's one of the iciest cold baths of water that you could jump into. But I have done it. It does take your breath away. You don't stay in the water long. Uh, but the waterfall itself is gorgeous. Uh, you sit there on the bridge going over the camp and just stare at the waterfall forever. And then that continues down uh, if you want to keep hiking past the camp. You down the California Fall and then the popular water wheel falls, which is a series of cascades going down the mountain that hit these, I just call them pockets, rock pockets. Anyways, it just shoots the water up in these big water wheels and it gets a series of water wheels down this Canyon. Quite spectacular. And there's, there's several videos on YouTube that you can go check out to see the water wheel. But this is a, this is a hike that can be done in a day. I've done it in a day. It's extremely tiring because it's all downhill on the way, and then it's all uphill on the way back, uh, which makes for, a, a, when you get back to your car, uh, a very tired boy in my, my case. But that is a, a great hike that I, I plan on doing. Those waterfalls are fun. They're not the most memorable waterfalls you've ever seen in your life probably, but they're quite amazing. And the scenery and the trail itself make it that much better. Uh, it's a fantastic trip down the river, so it's you know highly recommended by by us. My ultimate list of best waterfalls they do come from the valley or part of the valley. Nevada Fall is probably my favorite waterfall overall. It's up past Vernal Falls uh, in the Mist Trail. Obviously, Vernal Falls is right there with that, so you could do Vernal and Nevada together. That would be the most epic waterfall trip in my mind. Uh, Vernal Fall by far is my favorite Yosemite photograph if you will of all the photos i've taken uh in yosemite over the years uh my picture of vernal falls is my favorite and i think it's just a great location 
especially if you come down from the JMT from the top and come down to it. There's a great uh, lookout that's uh, got a great photo shot up above it. But Nevada Falls is there. One of the hidden secrets of Yosemite that I love in waterfalls is actually out at Hetch Hetchy. A uh, great little hike from the dam that you, you can see this waterfall from the dam. It looks huge, but that's only like half the waterfall. Uh, you have to hike out to the waterfall. There's this big wooden bridge that some people get swept off of in the wrong time of season. It's kind of dangerous, but this bridge is epic. It goes right across the river and the waterfall is coming down and you're getting splashed in the water from the rock water hitting the rocks. Absolutely an epic place to go. Great place to take a picnic lunch. And if you can cross the bridge and it's safe that year, to sit on the other side and just watch it fall because you can see the whole canyon that is coming down, which is just gorgeous, I think. So it's one of my favorites. Bridal Veil Fall, uh, Falls as you enter Yosemite is uh, maybe one of the prettiest waterfalls uh, in my book. I, I just really do love that waterfall. I love getting, how you get soaked in it as well. And of course, you know, you know, Yosemite Falls is 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 epic. You know, there's there's no other words for it. So, uh, lots of lots of waterfalls, anyways. And then if you come to Lake Tahoe region up in our area, there are several waterfalls that are you know that'll hold their own against most people too. I mean, uh, the waterfall that is um, uh, probably most visited. I, well, I don't want to say it's most visited. It probably should be most visited, but we drive by it the most. At least it's on Highway 50. Uh, it's Horsetail Falls, it's Pyramid Creek coming out of Desolation Wilderness and a series of lakes. And it just cascades down this mountain. And, and what, I, what I consider about three major sections kind of changes directions in multiple spots. But this huge plunge you can see from the highway, many people don't stop and walk into it. It's a, it's, it's a kind of a moderate two-mile hike off the highway back, back to the waterfall. And then if you have the stamina and have the skill set and it, it's really not that difficult, but it does take skill is climbing up the waterfall to the series of lakes uh, in the background. By far one of my favorite adventures that I do in this year, and I've done it multiple times at Ropey Lake, which is back another two miles past the waterfall, is one of my favorite places in all the Sierra. Um, and crazy enough, at Ropey Lake, there's actually a waterfall that comes down from Desolation Lake into it, which is almost as long as Horsetail Falls, but doesn't have quite the plunge. It's more of a a cascade down the mountainside, which is pretty cool. So that's a, a great waterfall to come check out, especially if you're just driving and trying to see what, what's around Lake Tahoe, or the Sierra. Uh, the other ones in uh, Lake Tahoe region, obviously Eagle Falls is extremely popular along with Cascade Falls. They're, they're both over by Emerald Bay. Uh, Cascade Falls is found in the campground. So you go in the back in the campground and, you know, about, I don't know, maybe a mile and a half down this trail to Cascade Falls. Uh, Eagle Falls is is right there across the highway. It literally goes you know under the highway and then falls off into Lake Tahoe, which makes it one of the most popular places to go. But probably the prettiest waterfall, uh, in my opinion, is Glen Alpine Falls. It's And it's behind Fallen Leaf Lake. Uh, in the springtime, it is this beautiful veil of rapids that goes down this short cliff, uh, multiple different spots. Um, just a truly stunning place to go. Parking back there is kind of a nightmare. Driving back on behind Fallen Leaf Lake is definitely uh, uh, something that not everybody likes, I should say. My wife hates that drive, matter of fact. Um, but it's just this, this like 60-foot down 
you know, layered rock cascade. It's be- absolutely beautiful. Just trust me. Trust me. It's beautiful. Uh, one of the waterfalls that's pretty popular for people that are local, but I, I just haven't seen it myself is the Fontanellis Lake Falls. Um, it, uh, it's definitely for more experienced hikers. You got to get back in desolation. It's a 10 mile round trip. Um, but it's, it, yeah, I've actually been to, to Dix Lake and, and Fontanelles and I don't remember the waterfall. So I was there in the summertime and I was on a, a long day hike. So I probably walked right by and didn't even pay attention to it, but, uh, that's supposed to be a pretty nice way as well. So those are some of our favorites. Uh, if you're in the Lake Tahoe region, also I'm looking just for an easy day hike, uh, and want a good, you know, uh, forest experience, uh, Grover's hot springs out in Markleyville is a fantastic early spring hike uh it's usually one of the first places without snow on the trail uh and a great way to go out and hike to a waterfall and if you want to come back and sit in hot springs at grover's hot springs you can a couple bucks it gets you into the hot springs pool uh if you don't want to pay the park fees there's actually a bridge a trailhead actually about a mile outside the park that you can hike in to the park from the outside not pay the parking fees that's what i do every time i'm out there because i like to extend my hike anyways so that's one of my favorite uh, spring hikes especially coming up here uh that uh i think you'll think you'll enjoy anyway so that would be it kind of for our favorites there are a ton of other waterfalls to, to be considered i know there's a waterfall down in june lake uh i want to call it silver lake something uh that i've seen pictures of it looks great uh, but i haven't personally gone down and seen it yet so can't really add it to my list there so that's it for my yosemite waterfalls or waterfall tips for the spring um and uh, let's take a break there and uh, we will come back and share the rest of that with you Cedar Rec now. I'm glad you're joining us today. Uh, hope you enjoyed those waterfall tips that we gave you in the front side. Um, and uh, as we get uh, wrapping up here today, I want to bring a couple things up. And the reason I am jumping back on here in 2020 after being a while since I've uh, actually recorded. Um, obviously, this week was a tragic week in the United States and for sports fans across the country. And sounds like mostly fans everywhere. It's Kobe Bryant and and uh, eight others died in a helicopter crash in Los Angeles on Sunday. Uh, as the news uh, spread throughout the countryside, obviously, you know, uh, people paying their respects with videos and thoughts on Kobe Bryant. I don't want this channel really necessarily to be about sharing too much about Kobe Bryant. I'm, I'm not an expert by any means. I've, I was strictly just a fan. But I wanted to share a couple things that he has said in the past that really has impacted my life. It's actually uh, integrally, you know, part of my CRX story, actually, the reason I'm able to do what I do, uh, without worrying about making money so much. Uh, but CRX magazine is part of my dream, uh, it, it, out of the publishing industry and all the hiking I do, I can't tell you the stories of people who've come up to me, who've lived here all their lives or have visited here all their lives, have never seen or experienced these places I go hiking. And if you don't know anything about me, I live in the Carson Valley, which is a beautiful place. I'm at the base camp of the Sierra, we call it. And from my front door, in about three hours, I can cover anywhere pretty much in the Sierra, except for maybe Sequoia, which is a little bit further away. And that means that within three hours of my bed, I can be on a trail by 9 a.m. in the morning if I'm willing to get up and work 
And I can be gone until 5, 6, 7 o'clock at night and be home in my bed and sleep great the next night and experience a world that is free, it is creative, it is alive, it is interesting. And part of my dream in the world was people come up to me saying, I, I've never been there, how'd you do that? And all I did was look at a map and see a place or read a blog and go, I'm going. I want to do that. And so I'm willing to do that. I get up early in the morning. I go out and hike all, all weekend long. I get to tell stories, and, and I'm just trying to share that. So the reason that I do that there is deep and many, and, and what got me off the couch to go is it, just part of my dream. And I've had parts of my dream where I wanted to be financially successful, and I wanted to be uh, my lifestyle. And quite frankly, I just wasn't willing to do the extra work past my work schedule. I wanted to hike, right? And uh, so I still do the stuff. I still pay it out of my own wallet, and I, I just kind of do because I do. But Kobe Bryant it has influence in that. Um, in his retirement in 2017, uh, he had an interview uh, at the forum. They were interviewing about retirement and if, if it was worth it, if, if this met his expectations of a dream. And I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but there was a segment of the entire conversation where he goes, that we missed the point. That the journey was the dream. That the work at 4 a.m., the getting up at 4 a.m. And, and shooting hoops and working out and then staying after practice for two hours when nobody else was there and getting his own basketballs, that was all part of the dream. He's been living his dream since he was a 17-year-old kid and the NBA came knocking. When he fell in love with the basketball when he was age five and dribbling at home, he knew he was going to be an NBA all-star. He knew he was going to be a legend in the sport. He wasn't going to accept anything different. That everything he had done up to that point was part of the dream. And that when he said that, it, it revolutionized my thought process on business. It revolutionized my thought process on the way I carry about myself about life. And a lot of the things I stressed about and worried about uh, or considered success as I was trying to find this spot in life all of a sudden came into focus that they didn't matter. That unless I really was doing something that I truly loved to do and I had a passion for it, that I was just wasting time. And that if I really truly want to experience the dream that I have, that I need to enjoy the process of the journey. And I, you know, I don't know how many of you may, are like me, I, I go hiking and I, I have a destination on a map and I, I hike to it and I spend my lunch there and take pictures and, and maybe I go swimming and then I hike back. And how many times did I do that early on that I didn't actually enjoy the trip? I didn't enjoy all the sights and sounds and smells that I enjoyed along the way. Instead, just got a great picture and a story to tell when I got home. Kobe Bryant actually gave me focus that said, hold on, time out. If my dream is to build a magazine or build a website or build a blog post or a podcast and tell people about these great adventures and that I went on and how they can go out and have a richer life because they can experience these beautiful places, and I'm not enjoying the process, then what am I doing? And it really, really hit me that what Kobe was saying was that if that is your dream, then you are living your dream. Every time I get on a podcast and speak to you, every time I write a blog post, 
and post it every time I pick up a, an email from someone and then recreate that copy or, uh, you know, take the brand of CRX and respond on Instagram or just get up and go for a hike and take pictures with my kids. Those memories, that's all part of my dream. That's part of the journey. And then that's what just woke me up three years ago. Uh, it literally just woke me up. And I've so much more enjoyed the last couple of years where I haven't given myself too much of a serious deadline, which is not COVID by any means, just that's me, my journey. And I have just given what I can. Uh, and I've enjoyed the journey along the way, every single piece of the journey along the way. And I really, truly today can tell you that I am kind of living my dream. I'm making a good income working for another company, but I get to go hiking whenever I want. Uh, I record these episodes because I want to share. I want to share my life. I want to share what I see. I hope that you'll get out and explore and go share that yourself. Because I think the biggest disease that I, I face and my biggest fear is that I have friends that have never seen a place that is so easy for them to get to but they didn't know how to do it or didn't have anybody to share to take them and I'm I, I just want to say I'll take you uh, I'll take you to Yosemite I'll I'll, I'll take you to Desolation Wilderness I'll, I'll go backpacking with you because I think it's easy enough and I think it's close enough and I'm willing to do it ahead of you and tell you how to do it so that's kind of what it is about um, for me Kobe Bryant's death is, is left a big hole in my life and surprisingly I can't stop watching all these these uh eulogies this week of people that were close to him um, and I can't stop watching old videotape of him this week it said where he's just talking about how you know you got to do the work uh, you got to be willing to do the work it's part of the journey uh, it's part of the process um, it's all part of the dream how he transitioned from NBA star to dad by the way is, is probably one of my favorite characters in sports world uh, ever uh, I've never seen anybody transition out, out, out of that life of, of starting to, to a different life. Maybe Peyton Manning, that would be the only other one that I could think of that really transitioned uh, that smoothly into uh, the next stage of his life. So uh, that's all I'm really going to share. Uh, I'm going to miss Kobe Bryant. I, I probably watch his tapes and his messages online for a long time. Um, and uh, I'll miss him as a person and his dad on the, on the Lakers sideline. But uh, that's it. I was, I was just a fan. So, but I'm thankful for what he did for my life and just helped me understand that the journey uh, that I'm on is actually part of my dream and that I don't need to be chasing my dream so much as living my dream, uh, which is what I hope to bring to you today. So, uh, on that, talking about dreams, however, transition away from Kobe for a moment. Okay. I had a dream of doing some JMT hiking this year. And I, for the first time ever, in my permit for the JMT. And 20 straight days of denial letters have gotten me a little bit of like, ah, how do you do this, man? How do you get, you know, I've never actually been denied a permit. Matter of fact, every time I go hiking in Yosemite, I always get my permit. But I've never been denied. And 20 straight days of lottery denials of JMT have got me a little bit frustrated. Not because the JMT won't give me a permit. I, I have friends that just are you know, upside down, the fact that they have asked to go on the JMT anyways, I kind of understand overcrowding, I, I don't mind management of the process, but I hate being denied, that kind of sucks, right, and I've been told that, you know, of course, I, you know, you got to know that I put my permit in for July, which is like, when, you know, 
It's like going to the gas station at 5 p.m. and not expecting a line, you know. The line was deep, and I probably didn't deserve to get in there anyways. But maybe I'll put it back in for September, and maybe I'll have a better chance. I'm not sure. But that whole idea of the process of going through the JMT uh, process has been an eye-opener for me. Um, maybe I have to go down and just do some day trips this year. Uh, but uh, I just want to share that with you. It's something I, I really have a dream to go down and hike some of the JMT. Not the whole thing. I'm not trying to do from start to finish right now. I'm more of a segment. A hiker anyways uh, you know I, I probably would never do the PCT for example but I would do lots of segments of the PCT in um, big stretches of it I think that would be a, a blast I've done segments of it that way uh, so the JMT I, I, I don't have interest in taking two weeks off and just going for it I, I really want to just do you know four or five day you know trips uh, even three day trips are great with me so I'm looking at that. I really want to get into Thousand Island Lake uh, and uh, Garnet Lake, that region there above Devil's Post Pile, uh, between there and Lyle Canyon, uh, Donahue Pass. That whole region is is uh, attractive to me. I spent uh, a good portion of my summer last year doing uh, Cathedral Range with my son and, and backpacking lakes in there. And then actually, quite frankly, it was, it was kind of surprising. The first time ever that I've been to Lyle Canyon was last year. Uh, and that's a beautiful place. If you never hiked, just parked your car at Twan Meadows and hiked up Lyle Canyon for the day, uh, do it. Pick a hammock. That's what I did. I took a hammock. I hiked like nine miles back in there, parked my hammock on a tree next to the river, took a nap for two hours, watched some deer eat grass feet from me because they didn't realize I was sitting in the hammock, and then hiked out that night. It was a great way to spend the 4th of July. Came back into Bridgeport, watched fireworks, and it was a pretty cool 4th of July day for me. So, uh, anyways. I just want to share that with you. I've been denied that if you've never done a GMT for Mint, uh, there is a lottery system for the GMT now that you have to apply for. There still are walk-ups available, but walk-ups are not the easiest thing to get unless you're getting up early. You know, I've heard some stories of people staying overnight right at the Forest Service, uh, you know, camp spot. But uh, I was trying to lottery. Lottery's online. GMT lottery just uh, surfing up and. Uh, yeah, I failed. I, I got I, I zero striked out, so no, no JMT for July for me at least. That's uh, not a walk up, and uh, I'll try again later. But uh, that's part of my dream: get out and show you some more JMT trail stuff. I've done Devil's Post Pile, Rainbow Falls, but I've never been in that uh, up up a little further than that in those lakes. Uh, to, because I'll be honest with you, living in the Carson Valley, it's two and a half hours to Twilly Meadows when Tioga Pass opens. So me driving past Lee Vining and Mono Lake and not going to Yosemite, that is so hard, man. It's so hard to go down 395 and get there and go, no, I'm going to June Lake today. Really? It's Yosemite. And I am such a Yosemite geek. It's so hard for me. My friends laugh at me. They can't believe that I'm taking my time and doing that. And I'm